אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שתכננו לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני הפרה קדוש משבר הצמא ובפחד לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מקור חוכמה רבנו נחמן ופגם בן שמחה נא נח נחמן נחמן נאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן ברוך השם We do, um, we're going to do two sikhot uh, and sikhot aran today, both uh, conversation 187 and 188. Um, let's hop right, right into 187. A very beautiful story Rabbi Nathan uh, tells us about a little miracle that Rabbi performed for one of his students, something incredible, and then 188, something very powerful that teaches us about the the sacrifice that Rabbeinu had to go through for, for Am Yisrael and for the Krana, um, for, the, uh, for the community as a whole. Se'if Kuf Pezayin. Pa'am achad ba'al efanav ish she'echad me'anashav. One time, one of Rabbeinu's followers approached him. She'aya lo choli yuch'ev gadol be'ado ad she'lo ya'ya chol aziz be'ado kran. This follower had such a pain and a, a sickness in, in his arm Meaning his, his, his arm was in so much pain, he could not move it at all. Maybe a sprain, maybe a break or something. Uh, who knows? But a tremendous pain, he could not move his arm. And as you can imagine, his arm was, uh, was in a sling, like a cast, um, raised towards his, uh, his head, his neck. Like we see that the sick people, they have casts to raise their arm to make sure that the arm isn't in a harmful position. It doesn't move too much. To, to heal the arm. He could not lower the arm at all. It was impossible to. He, could not, it was, he was in so much pain. Any single, uh, any single inch he would move down the arm. His pain, his sickness was, uh, was huge. And uh, he would speak he was speaking before Rabbeinu, saying that the doctors advised him to, to um, drink a, a certain uh, remedy. With uh, It was a saline solution, like a liquid, um, that was a, uh, for drinking with expensive salts inside. And to receive other remedies. But this man was extremely poor and he had no money. Um, for these sorts of expenses, he, had, he was not able to afford any of these healings, these remedies that these doctors were prescribing him with. He got back to the table and they were about to have the meal of Shabbat day. Rabbeinu declared to the table and he said, To those who were surrounding him at his table, Rabbeinu said, it's certain that this man has a muna. He was speaking about this, one of his followers who was, this follower who we're talking about, who was very, who had a tremendous pain in his arm. He said, it's certain, of course, he was telling the entire table. He was asking the entire table, of course this man has a muna, right? And they responded, yes. Rabbeinu repeated. And he spoke about this and asked again, did he have a muna? And they responded, yes, he does. The second Rabbeinu heard this again, that he has a Muna, and they confirmed it for him. Rabbeinu suddenly tells the man who, who, who has this uh, illness, he says, lower your arm. 
Of course, this man couldn't lower his arm for however long, for a long, long time. This man had a tremendous pain and he was in a cast. The man was taken aback. Everyone was shocked. They were amazed. They were uh, speechless. Every, what Rabbeinu did was very surprising. Because this man was sick for a very long time. He wasn't able to lower his arm at all. And Rabbeinu saying, and now this man's going to lower it all of a sudden? As if uh, this man didn't have pain, he couldn't lower it for months and months and months. So what's Rabbeinu doing? Telling him to lower his arm. But the second Rabbeinu commanded it. The second Rabbeinu said, lower your arm. Gazar Omer Vayakom, says in the verse. He decreed, he spoke, and it became fulfilled. Meaning what? Because Rabbeinu said so, all those surrounding this person removed the sling that was that was uh, that was holding his arm in its proper place uh, towards the neck. They and they lowered his arm immediately with complete amuna in Rabbeinu's words. There was a revealed miracle, a famous miracle to everyone. Everyone was shocked by this miracle, literally before their eyes. This man's hand was totally healed. Immediately, at that second, his hand completely returned back to its healthy state, to its proper strength. Just like every other person, up until this day, Rabbi Nathan says. We would see this on certain occasions. Men... Uh, Miracles like this, miracles like this constantly on certain occasions. Awesome things that Rabbeinu would perform. But the second this happened with this person, afterwards, Rabbi Nathan says, I came before Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu told me a little bit about this. And Rabbeinu was suffering a little sickness and uh, not a little one. He was going through tremendous pain. And he was telling Rabbi Natan, as he was suffering from this pain, he says that any time I perform any sort of wonder, he says that I have to undergo tremendous suffering. said any single time that he did something, that he did, any time he did something like this, a miracle or something like this, he would pray immediately after to Hashem that it be forgotten. And uh, Rabbi Avram and Rabbi Nachman write in Korveo that this is perhaps the reason why that uh, we don't discuss many miracles of Rabbeinu or not many are mentioned simply because uh, Rabbeinu prayed that they be forgotten. Um, for many deep reasons, of course. And that's not the, the idea that Rabbeinu wants to promote as we just saw in Seif Kuf Zayin before, or uh, Kuf Bevav, sorry, Lesson 186, just before this uh, conversation. Rabbeinu says, it's a wonder to me, it's surprising to me in my eyes, how someone might come to someone else, a bigger person, maybe a tzaddik, to ask him to do a pidyon for him, to do a redemption for him. And that this man might come to the tzaddik expressing before the tzaddik the pain that he's going through and the suffering. And yet the tzaddik or this person who's performing the pidyon for someone else does not feel the pain and the affliction of, at all like the sick person himself. 
Meaning Rabbi was saying, it's a surprise to me why the person performing the pidyon does not experience the same pain of the man that needs the pidyon done to him. Very interesting. We have a Tzim Rabbi Natan says, we can infer from those words. That from Rabbeinu's words here, we see that Rabbeinu felt the pain, the affliction, the suffering. Um, um, that the person who came to before him felt the same way he felt it. Rabbeinu says, from these words, Rabbi Natan says that we can infer that Rabenu, the same that the person who came to Rabenu to express his pain, to ask him to do the pidyon for him, Rabenu was going through the same pain and experiencing the same pain that this man um, was complaining to Rabenu about. Literally the same thing. We heard this from Rabenu's mouth several times. And he said, and he said like this: In the beginning, I requested from Hashem Ibarach that I would feel the pain and the afflictions of the Jewish people. Because sometimes it would happen in the beginning that someone would come to me and express to me his pain, but I would not feel that pain at all. So therefore I prayed to Hashem that I would feel the pain of every Jew. Now when someone comes and expresses to me what he's going through and the suffering, I myself feel the pain more than that person. And because that pain is so intense, blood begins to flow for me. Because that pain is so strong. Because the person coming before me, expressing to me the pain that he's going through, he can try to forget about the pain by thinking about other things. But I am intent, I'm, I'm deeply thinking about it. And therefore I feel the pain very much, more than the person himself. Imagine what we're talking about here. That when you're coming to the tzaddik, to, or you're coming, when a person came to Rabbeinu to express to you, express uh, before him the pain that he was going through, Rabbeinu was putting himself in your shoes literally even more so. So imagine now when Rabbeinu is performing the pijon, how intense it must be and how much kavana he has because he knows what you're going through. Even more than you. <laughs> and Rabbeinu said to one of his followers, when one of the followers told Rabbeinu, please don't forget me. He came to Rabbeinu and said, Rabbeinu, do not forget me. Rabbeinu responded, he said, how is it possible to forget one of you? It's impossible for me to forget one of you. Because each and every person here, each and every one of you, has a place within my heart. <laughs> Takes a place within my heart. Imagine Rabbeinu saying that you guys are a part of me. How can I forget one of you if you guys are a part of me? So Mamash, Baruch Hashem, we see this literally. How Rabbeinu was with you in the pain and he experiences it. And even now, of course, the tzaddik is much bigger in his death than in his lifetime as we, we say in the Gemara. The, the tzaddikim are greater in their death than in their life. Of course, they, they see what we're going through and they're praying on our behalf even more so now. And of course, they can accomplish much, much more by the fact that they're not limited by the, by the uh, earthly body and the, the, um, the physicality of this world. So we must put all our koach on the tzaddik. We must 
put all our emunah in Hashem's Baruch, but Mamash, we have to thank Hashem too. For the fact that He sends us remedies like this, especially a tzaddik who Mamash can pray for us constantly, does tshuva for us constantly, and who, who is praying for us, for the best for us, uh, trying to make the, the decrees on Am Yisrael, and uh, helping us serve Hashem Baruch. That uh, we should constantly bind ourselves to Rabbeinu and to all the true tzaddikim, follow their advice, and uh, by doing this, we shall truly draw closer to Hashem in the way that God wants us to. Um, that's it for today. We will continue Hashem, next episode with Seif Kuf Petet, Lesson 189.